Yo, what up, what up, what up? This is the Lazy Philosophers Podcast, and we are back in the building. So, guys, I'm going to talk about something that is been difficult for me to talk about. But I'm going to be honest, I tried to record this podcast four or five times already today. And um, I failed in part because it's kind of a complex issue and I'm having a hard time unpacking it in a way in which you guys won't, number one, in a way in which it doesn't not make sense in a way in which you guys won't get tired of listening to it. I am trying to talk about myth, cultural story, and race. And you know what? I think I'm going to start with an example and then talk about what I wanted to talk about. So I went to a family reunion a few years ago in Alabama. And by a few years ago, I mean like six or seven years ago. And during that family reunion, I met a lot of extended families. My black half of the family learned a lot about my family history. And there was an uncle that I have. Don't know his name. Haven't talked to him since. Very distantly related. Don't, don't really remember. He had a PhD. Very interesting guy. But he, he talked about something that was very interesting to me. He, you know, a lot of my cousins, my, uh, uh, my generation, we were sitting around talking and he was talking about how there were four points during the diaspora that Africans died on their way on the transatlantic slave trade. He said the first was the march from the bush to the shores. He said untold hundreds of thousands died. I mean, it's an arduous journey. You can imagine, you know, sub-Saharan Africa hot, you're a prisoner of war, probably already malnourished, shackles across your feet. You've never even probably felt metal until that point. Lot died. Then he said, then they were held in holding, holding like pens filled with hundreds of people, subterranean, throwing the scraps of what food wasn't left for dogs, right? Leftover things dogs wouldn't eat, they, they had to eat. Altogether, there's rampant disease in there, as you can imagine, is disgusting, the filth, the heat, scurvy, etc. Many died in there. And then there's the untold millions who were just thrown off on boats, on the boats across the Atlantic. And then they then there was the ones who died during slavery. Said those were the four key points that the brothers and sisters of your ancestors, of our ancestors, died on this migration. And he said, you, you are descendants of the people who suffered the most arduous and difficult migration in human history. And whether or not that's true, you know, that whether or not it's the most difficult, the myth behind it was true. Every, every African-American that's a descendant of slavery has somebody who lived on those boats, who lived, lived through slavery, didn't get killed, didn't die on the march from the bush to the shores, and didn't die in the holding pens of the docks. That, we, that is actually true. And that is actually part of our cultural myth, cultural story. And to me, it's a very important part. You know, I think about those ancestors a lot, and I, I, I drive pride from it. Because, you know, um, I have a Nietzsche quote on my, my body as I'm, um, you know, complete pseudo-intellectual. <laughs> but um, to live is to suffer and to survive is to find meaning in that suffering. 
And that cultural story, it's, it's a powerful story and it's a real story. And the reason I bring it up is because I've been grappling with the idea recently of how people try to adopt and co-op a cultural myth that isn't their own. And this problem is endemic to racism. Um, it is endemic to religion. It is endemic to the human experience. And, um, and we don't call people out for this behavior a lot. And, but I, I think, and I'm going to, this is a very hard idea. So I, I want you to be patient with me if you're still here. Um, cause I'm trying to, what I'm trying to do is demystify the concept of race because the concept of race is a cultural fabrication, right? It is a story that we believe that everybody who looks like us has the same history and backstory, right? And that we're all part of this collective story where we've been through these things, but that's, that's not true. Like there are black Americans in America who don't have the cultural story I just expressed to you, though they might look like me. And the first time this really came up to me and was really triggering for me, I read all this stuff where, where these Indians were trying to claim that they're Aryan. They are actually the true Aryans. And, um, and they are part of the, they, they pointed out these lines on the paper and stuff. And, but th that's not why they're trying to say they're Aryan. They're trying to say they're Aryan to cling on to a cultural story that is the Norwegian Germanic story. And it's not their story. It's not their myth. It's not their cultural history. It's, it's actually them trying to cling on to another brand. Or it's like whenever I hear of black Israelites saying that they, they were the first people in, in the United States and that Jesus was actually black, which just isn't true. And they're trying to, sh they're trying to basically, their myths don't have a correlation with reality. And not only that is their myths are so deviated. Like if you if you are if you're an Indian trying to claim that you're Aryan, um, the genetic does, I, I don't know enough about the fossil record or the genetic record or the genetic deviation, but I do know this is that the the time in which you and a person from a German who, who from a Germanic tribe looked exactly the same was thousands, hundreds of thousands of years apart. And there was a lot of things that happened in between that time where you could derive your cultural story from. That would be more meaningful to you. And the reason I want to kind of talk about this is because I think there is such a fixation, a focus on, um, on a generalized story of your history. White people do it too. There's a, whenever I hear a racist white person speak they're like we invented this we invented that we did this we did that but who the fuck is we because i bet with 99.9 .9 of those people if you go down their bloodline five generations there's not one inventor there's not one person that they had mentioned that they're not related to neil armstrong but they say we black people do it too we try to take the credit of the collective without investigating our own history.
And the more we do that, the more the more we try to just take part in a generalized story that's not actually our story, the more we actually we the more we actually weird enough tribalism is able to push us separate from each other. Because the reality is the reality is is that we all have a unique cultural story. We all have heroes that aren't famous in our own family trees and we we owe it to them to learn about them to ask about them to know about their suffering to know about how they contributed to who we are and the more and and it's paradoxical but the more nuanced you get with your inquiry into your past and get a real glimpse of your true mythology your true the true story of how you came to be you as your individual the more you know about that the less you will buy in to the macro which the macro is whether or not intentionally at first is now being used to radicalize and divide and separate us because we can hide behind t- blanket statements of, of, oh, all black people this, or all white people that, or my history is, is this. Is it though? Is, it that, is that your history? And you got to ask yourself these questions. You got to ask and inquire so that you can, I know I'm not... This idea is really, I'm trying to parse it out. So be patient with me, guys. Part of being difficult to manipulate is having true knowledge about yourself. Part of... um being difficult to manipulate is finding a history, an optic on yourself that isn't trying to tie itself to some other legacy. And when you try to claim things that aren't part of your legacy, I mean, we, we you can claim it as part of the human experience, like we're all into this together. Like, here's the thing is, is like, I personally believe that it's if you only have heroes that look like you, you're missing out on a massive part of the human experience because to be heroic is, has nothing to do with complexion and everything to do with the human spirit. And um, so I buy into that. I'm not. I'm not talking about sectioning off history for only people who look like you, which is what we've done because a lot of people lack their own awareness about their own history. So you, the more, I guess this is the point I'm trying to make. The more you study your own history, your own, your, own, your own story, your own family tree, the more you will cultivate a unique pride of self. The less you'll need the blanket, generalized, racial, nationalized pride and I'm not saying those things are bad, but I'm saying those things can be used for insidious intention and they're used to derive status from things that you never had a part in contributing to. When you say, if I were to say, you know, me as a white person, I'm not white, 
built the automobile. That's actually that's actually just not true, because genetically you're dissimilar to that person. You have you you have no ancestors in common with that guy. You go you go you have to go back ten thousand years before you're related to that dude. And that's such a very loose and nebulous way to drive status. Rather than look like I'm deriving status, the story I told you from a story of survivorship through slavery. I think it's so cool. Like, dude, you know how much it sucked to be a slave? <laughs> and I mean, this is how hard slavery was. The reason it didn't happen with the Native Americans is they were dying. And I had I had relatives that people whose blood still flows through my blood today that was able to live through generations without hope. Who knew what freedom looked like because they saw it every day. Slave master had it. And they just stayed alive hoping. Maybe not them, maybe not their kids, but somebody like me would have the freedoms that they saw and they served every day. And so instead of trying to just claim things that are great things in the human history, which we can claim because we're human, don't try to claim it just because it's, man, what am I trying to say? Race is a bad concept. That's, I think, at the root of what I'm trying to say. And I think it's naturally divisive. I think it's imprecise. I think it draws lines where there needs to be no lines. And I think studying your own history and cultivating a true myth of your story, the true story of how you came into be causes you to be to have a harder time to be manipulated into believing in a racial pride which is a fiction racial pride is a fiction that's what i meant to say it is a story that you've made up on how you're similar to all people who generally look like you which is made up and if i'm being honest kind of primitive And the more we buy into a collectivized story of how everybody who looks like us has the same history and we can take credit for all successes that people who look like us have, we, number one, miss out on taking credit for all humanity and all greatnesses in history. If you need your heroes to look like you, You're yielding so much less than what you could yield and what you could derive. I've always disliked this part of the um, kind of modern black rhetoric is I need I need heroes who look like me. And I'm not saying that representation is important. I wish there were more representation because it's easier. But there there seems to be a a constituency that they're like, hey, we we want I can only if it wasn't a black person who did it. I don't know that I can do it. Well, then in that line. That line itself, you are 
fanning the fame, you, you, that comes from an insecure, that comes from an inferior place. Because you're basically saying, if someone who doesn't look like me does it, I don't believe that we can do it. We should be saying, if a human has done it, I can do it. And greater than that, even if a human hasn't done it, I can figure out a way because I am human and we've done the impossible. And the stronger, and it's hard, and the more, so like, what I'm advocating for is a, a myth that includes all of humanity and a studying of your family tree to know the specific events that led for you to come into existence. So you're less likely to be radicalized and fall into the gambit of these cultural stories that might have nothing to do with your past and claiming credit for things that you didn't contribute to and taking the downfall for things that you had no part in. Because that's the problem with collectivization in your human experience. If you believe that you're part of the collective, that means you both thrive when people who look like you thrive and you fall when they look people who look like you fall. You, you, you're, you're, you're subject to, to those brands and those, those concepts of you and those stigmatizations of you when you fall into character of who you believe those the people who generally look like you, rep they, they represent you. And the reality is they don't. And that's one of the things I've, I've liked about Europe is so much more, especially the UK, in my experience, it was just so much more about who I was rather than what I look like. Whereas in the United States, it's who you look like. Is a, we, we even say African-American. Asian American, where it's like, you know, in the UK, it's like English, English, Nigerian or British Nigerian or et cetera. Like the, the fact that you're from the UK comes first and then you're not segmented off from this cultural story. This was all over the place. I'm going to revisit this some other time. I just I don't know if I'm going to make any more headway. I hope that was at least interesting to you guys. Um, I, this is a big idea, but basically, I guess in, in summation. Race is a story, is a fabrication of how you are similar to people who look like you or who or have the same background as you. But we know that not to be true because, you know, there could be a guy from Russia who looks very similar to a guy from from England who've had vastly different cultural histories. Actually, I'm about to go off on another tangent because this, this bothers me. Even the concept of Western civilization, Western, you, Western civilization, Western civilization, Western civilization. And they make Western civilization sound as if this is a racial dependent. And there's one guy, because um, I, I hate how, how minorities say that they're not part of Western civilization, right? Not part of the Western civilization story. Um, and what I mean by minorities, I mean minorities in the West. And uh, I posted about this on Facebook. This was a couple of years ago. And um, this guy wrote, well, he's like, well, honestly, black people are not part of the Western civilization. Um, and he was, he was, he was, he's Russian, family from Siberia. Um, family came to America in like 1970, right? And I said, look, dude, my family... I can I can trace the receipts of slavery back to like 17 1780. 
My family's fought, someone in my family's fought in every fucking war that America's had. We've been in Western civilization, in quotes, a lot longer than your family. Why do you get to claim all of this historical perspective when you really didn't contribute to it? Siberia has been a non-factor in a lot of the Western historical canon. Now, I'm not advocating for this. I think you're part of Western civilization because you came up here and culturally you're part of this experience. But if you want to play like that, if you want to say, if you want to say that my history is not part of it, let's, let's really go back and dig the facts. Just because you look like people who were similarly empowered doesn't mean that you are part of that same cultural story. Your family's from Siberia. You didn't come here until 1970. You haven't really contributed to America. You haven't, your family hasn't fought in any of the wars, right? And I came at him very intensely um, because he was trying to take my, uh, my he, he was trying to collectivize the story. And he was trying to say that what, what contributes to Western civilization are the intellectual works that have been produced. And that is hyper-reductive. Western civilization has been comprised of millions, maybe even billions of souls. The people who have been impacted by a cultural story. And even the term Western civilization is a mythological piece that doesn't really represent anything. It's meant to connect Greece to, to Greece in 2000 BC all the way to, to the, the, the royal family now. They're, the the ties and simulation, the people didn't even sound the same. They didn't even look the same. Values completely different, religion, orthodoxy, all that, completely fucking different. So even when we talk about Western civilization and the concepts of liberalism, it's such a loose and Byzantine string through history that what are you even saying? But if you are saying that I'm not a part of it, I've done enough investigation in my history to know that you can't use that on me. And so the more you know about your own history, the more you know about your own story, the less easily you are to manipulate, the less easy you are to fall into the traps of racist or nationalist or any of that. Because you have a clear and concrete message of who you are and who you came to be. Spend time building that story, that optics, that strength. I mean, does the fact that people, I, I don't know all my family members who fought in the Revolutionary War, who fought in the Civil War, who fought in all these other things, but the fact that I know that those events actually happened and I know some of their names and I know that they've been around and I've seen the receipts and I've seen the family tree lets me not be susceptible to somebody telling me I'm not a part of uh, the American historical canon, which is part of the Western historical canon. And so... Know your history, I guess. That, that was it. That was it. Know your history. Know how you came into be. Know the people. Know the names. Ask your parents. Ask your grandparents about their grandparents. Ask all these questions. Because the more you illuminate and the more you know concretely, the less you'll fall victim to something that is a story of myth. All right, man. That was, that was a long and convoluted thing. Hit that like button if you enjoyed any of that. And all, as always, I'll be back, man. I'll be back. Love you guys. Um, if you could share this podcast, um, maybe not this one. I think this one is going to be a hard one for most people to buy into. But um, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Hope you're staying safe during this lockdown. Godspeed and good night.